Hello, friends, and welcome to the Internet Story Corner. I'm your storyteller, Jenna Wallace, and I'm so glad to find you here. Please remember, if you have any questions, you can call 619-77-STORY. That's 619-777-8679. And leave us a message. You can also email us at theinternetstorycorner at gmail.com. Now that we've finished Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, let's talk a little bit about what we just read and listened to. I think you'll agree with me that a lot of Alice in Wonderland doesn't make a lot of sense. Lewis Carroll studied a lot of logic in school, and one thing he noticed is that it's very easy to sound logical while not making a lot of sense. He would have learned about a logical reasoning called a syllogism. A syllogism is something that takes a big idea like, all dogs have four legs, and then a smaller idea like, Rover is a dog, to reach a conclusion. Rover has four legs. So if all dogs have four legs and Rover is a dog, then Rover has four legs. The problem that many people noticed, including Lewis Carroll, is that these syllogisms aren't always right. It's easy to make a sillygism instead. Like, say you saw a grown-up eating candy. You might use a sillygism to say, kids like candy, and you like candy, so you're a kid! I bet you can tell a grown-up this all you want, but they are not going to magically turn into a kid from the force of your sillygism. You can see this when Alice is in the pigeon nest. The pigeon says that Alice is a serpent, and Alice responds that she's a little girl, not a serpent. The pigeon asks her if she eats eggs, and Alice says, But little girls eat eggs quite as much as serpents do, you know. Then the pigeon says, If they do, then they're a kind of serpent, that's all I can say. The pigeons made a sillygism. The pigeon thinks all serpents eat eggs, and little girls eat eggs. Then little girls are serpents! But we all know that's not true. Why don't you read or listen to the story again and see if you can find anywhere else in the story where a character says something that doesn't make any sense, but then they convince Alice that what they said is totally reasonable. I'll give you a hint. I'd look at the Cheshire Cat and the Mad Tea Party. Another thing that Lewis Carroll did a lot of in Alice in Wonderland was use parody. This is where you take something like a song or a poem or a picture or even a TV show and make your own exaggerated or opposite version to make people laugh. Parodies are everywhere. I bet you've seen a parody before, even if you didn't know it. Because you know who uses a lot of parodies today? Sesame Street! Sesame Street takes a lot of songs and TV shows that grown-ups listen to and then parodies them to make them fun for kids. They took the song, The Monster Mash, which you're probably used to hearing at Halloween, and turned it into the Cookie Monster Nosh. Ernie took a song almost every grown-up has had to listen to, Despacito, and turned it into El Patio. Lewis Carroll did the same kind of thing with poems that he had to read in school. I'm going to read you a few poems that Lewis Carroll had to read in school that are all about behaving well all the time. I want you to think about what these poems turned into in Alice in Wonderland. After I've finished reading them, I'll ask you what you think they were in Alice in Wonderland. Shout it out if you know, 
Then I'll give you the answer and you can see if you were right. How doth the little busy bee? How doth the little busy bee improve each shining hour and gather honey all the day from every opening flower? How skillfully she builds her cell, how neat she spreads the wax, and labors hard to store it well with the sweet food she makes. In works of labor or of skill, I would be busy too, for Satan finds some mischief still for idle hands to do. In books or work or healthful play, let my first years be past, that I may give for every day some good account at last. So this poem talks about how you should always be doing something, not just sitting around. But sometimes you just want to lie on the sofa and do nothing. And you don't want some poem making you feel guilty about it. So what did this poem turn into in Alice in Wonderland? How doth the little crocodile! Did you guess it right? Instead of praising a busy bee who works, Lewis Carroll praises a sly crocodile who hunts by tricking little fishies. Here's the second poem. The Old Man's Comforts and How He Gained Them. You are old, Father William, the young man cried. The few locks which are left you are gray. You are hale, Father William, a hearty old man. Now tell me the reason, I pray. In the days of my youth, Father William replied, I remembered that youth would fly fast and abuse not my health and my vigor at first, that I might never need them at last. You are old, Father William, the young man cried, and pleasures with youth pass away, and yet you lament not the days that are gone. Now tell me the reason, I pray. In the days of my youth, Father William replied, I remember that youth could not last. I thought of the future, whatever I did, that I never might grieve for the past. You are old, Father William, the young man cried, and life must be hastening away. You are cheerful and love to converse upon death. Now tell me the reason, I pray. I am cheerful, young man, Father William replied. Let the cause thy attention engage. In the days of my youth I remembered my God, and he hath not forgotten my age. So this poem is all about acting prudently, or kind of like a grown-up, while you're young, so that you'll be healthy when you're older. I'm sure it was as popular with Lewis Carroll as hearing your parents tell you to brush your teeth every day is for y'all. So what did this poem become in Alice in Wonderland? You are old, Father William. That's right, Lewis Carroll even kept almost exactly the same first line. Only, in his poem, the way Father William stays young isn't by acting like an old person as a child, but by acting like a child as an old person. There are other poems in Alice in Wonderland, and almost every one of them is a parody of something Lewis Carroll heard or read. See if you or you and your parents can go through and find the original poems or songs. I added my own parody in the Turtle Soup song. While Lewis Carroll was parodying a song that's now used only occasionally as a hymn called Beautiful Star of the Evening, I took a song that came out at roughly the same time as Alice in Wonderland and used it as the base for the Turtle Soup song. The song is called 
Beautiful Dreamer by Stephen Foster, and this is how the original song starts. Beautiful dreamer, wake unto me. Starlight and dewdrops are waiting for thee. Sounds of the rude world heard in the day. Lulled by the moonlight have all passed away. This song's still recognized by a lot of grown-ups. Try asking your parents or grandparents if they recognize this song. But you might also know a Stephen Foster song yourself. Have you ever sung, Camp Down Lady, sing this song, doo-da, doo-da. Camp Down Racetrack's five miles long, oh, the doo-da day. That was also written by Stephen Foster, and just like people still read Alice today, a lot of people still sing the songs of Stephen Foster today. I'm going to leave you with some questions about the story for you to answer with your friends and family. Do you think that Alice really went to Wonderland? Or was she just having a dream? What makes you think that? Who's your favorite character in Alice in Wonderland, and why? Did any parts of the story seem scary to you? Would you have been scared if you were Alice in those sections of the story? What was the silliest part of the story for you? You know what the best part about these questions is? All your answers are going to be right. One of the best things about books is that there isn't a right way or a wrong way to read them. And every book can say something different to each person that reads it. I'll be back with a short story for y'all next week, a berry tale. And then we're going to finish up Alice's story by reading Through the Looking Glass and what Alice found there in two weeks. Again, if you have any questions, you can call us at 619-77-STORY. That's 619-777-8679 and leave us a message. You could also email us artwork or questions at theinternetstorycorner at gmail.com. And remember, if you like us, please tell your friends Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Internet Story Corner and leave us a review. I can't wait to find you here again. Mm -hmm.